It's the first full day of autumn, but try telling that to the atmosphere. This is Way Over Our Heads, a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, try telling it to the atmosphere indeed. How are you, Jim? You know, I'm not bad, Kenny. We're here by the banks of Minnehaha Creek in South Minneapolis. And even though this is the 24th of September, again, as we said, the first full day of astronomical autumn, it sure has kind of a feeling of summer in the air, humidity. Just It just doesn't have that late September feel. No, in fact, the only real giveaway that it is late September is the glare from the, the sun, you know, right after the sun comes up and right before it goes down. We're at that, you know, equinox era where things, uh, you get the, the different angles of the sunlight. So there's a lot more sort of late afternoon and evening uh, sun blindness going on. I don't know if you've noticed that. Five, six yes. o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Just about drive time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Both eight, in the morning and in the afternoon. In the morning. Yes. Yeah, it's like if you are <laughs> facing the sun, you're, uh, it's in your, I mean, you can't see anything. So that's right. the only thing, but you're right. Um, you can hear all the insects out. You can actually hear crickets and toads. And uh, there's, you can even hear some cicadas. It's kind of a, a calm and a sort of pre-steamy morning and so I guess that's what you're teeing up is that uh, we're gonna have some more summer-like conditions moving in today. Right now we have some severe weather on the horizon potentially correct? Yeah so for most listeners this is Monday or I'm sorry Tuesday (laughs) I can never remember what day it is it is Tuesday September 24th that's the day we're talking about so anyone who hears this a day late some of this information won't be pertinent Uh, But we were talking about afternoon thunderstorms forming basically somewhere near the Twin Cities, but probably south and east especially. And these could be quite severe. And just to kind of let people know what we've got going on, we have, with this nice morning that we began with, we're going to see a pretty full transformation over the southeastern quarter of Minnesota. It's going to turn into a warm and steamy afternoon, especially for late September. We're going to see dew points rising into and maybe even through the 60s in some areas. Temperatures are going to get into the upper 70s or lower 80s. So it's going to actually feel like a summer day. Uh, And as this happens, the winds aloft are absolutely roaring. I mean, so if you go about, oh, four, five miles up, the winds aloft are going to be between 70 and 100 miles an hour. Wow. And they're coming out of the west, whereas at the surface, the winds are coming out of the south. And that change in wind direction with height, and especially that increase in wind speeds with height, sets up what we call wind shear. And when you run that much wind shear, it's an incredible amount of wind shear over the, the you know, it's for summertime conditions, it's modest instability. Uh, that heat and humidity that we're going to have. But for having this kind of wind shear, it's pretty strong instability. And then you throw in a cold front that's going to sweep across the area uh, sometime this evening. And you got the ingredients for a pretty potent severe weather outbreak. So we're looking at the potential for supercell thunderstorms for the first one to two, maybe three hours that these thunderstorms erupt. And that those are those, uh, they, they tend to be isolated at least you don't see these solid lines forming immediately they start out as these kind of isolated storms if you have the right kind of radar tools you see them rotating and these can be very dangerous they can produce large hail and they can also produce tornadoes and there's certainly a tornado threat especially from the far southeastern metro 
down to the Iowa border. This actually gets into parts of Iowa and Wisconsin. But basically, uh, if you think of, say, from Minneapolis down to Albert Lee, over to, oh, Hoka and, you know, past Rochester and including Winona and then kind of just take that whole swath a little bit east and a little bit south. That's the main area. So the Twin Cities are on the far northwest side of this risk, but it could be a, it could be a really bumpy late afternoon and evening. And we're talking about, oh, after five o'clock and especially between kind of five and 8 p.m. is sort of the showtime, especially just south and east of the Twin Cities. But again, it could include it could it could include as far west as say uh, the Minneapolis area, but it seems a little more likely just to the south and east. Well, it was interesting looking at the Storm Prediction Center's convective outlook for today. Uh, three areas in Minnesota: marginal, slight, and enhanced. And yeah. the gradient between yeah. those three areas, particularly around the Twin Cities, is incredibly tight. I mean, we've got Bloomington, I think, in enhanced, but yet. Parts of Minneapolis are marginal. Yeah, that's a great, well, that's a really good point, Jim. So, you know, and what, what you're referring to are the the outlook categories that are that can be issued by the Storm Prediction Center. And just to throw another monkey wrench in, uh, they, they kind of update these throughout the day. So you get an 8 a.m. update, and then you get another one at 11.30 a.m. and another one at 3 p.m. And then the final one of the day, this will be after this is over, is, will come at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Daylight Time. And usually, yeah, so your, your kind of lowest level of thunderstorm risk is just called general. And there's, there's no real severe threat. It's just typical thunderstorms. And then you get marginal, which is the next level up, where some of the storms, very isolated generally, um, but maybe briefly or momentarily severe, produce, you know, one-inch hail. But then you go to a, a slight risk, which is a slightly higher level of risk, above marginal. And then you get into enhanced and as you mentioned, there's a very tight gradient between no risk at all and, uh, and, go, and then enhanced. So across the Twin Cities metropolitan area, there's a much better chance for seeing a big thunderstorm uh, over Dakota County than there is over, say, Anoka County or northwestern Hennepin County. And as you mentioned, Hennepin County kind of encompasses that entire gradient. So uh, the far southern parts of the county just get swept or just grazed by that uh, far northwest part of that enhanced risk and the northwest parts of the county yeah they're hardly in anything so yeah it's a good point and that is because all the forecast models that have been sim that are simulating today's weather in advance have shown the thunderstorms either developing you know maybe over brooklyn park maybe over Eden Prairie, maybe over Minneapolis, but a good number of them have actually shown them developing just to the south and east of that and then moving uh, and then moving eastward from there. So the, the idea with that, that tight gradient being, well, there's, there's not a zero risk in, in this area, but it, there's, you know, the chances are definitely better off to the southeast. So, uh, you know, probably most listeners in Minnesota, um, you know, we've got, what, over almost got 5 million people in the state. Who knows where you're listening from? If you are in that area that goes basically from the Twin Cities south and east, if it includes Rochester, if you're in the Rochester area or Mankato, it might be a little west, but Albert Lee, Red Wing, uh, Wasika, Oatana, Austin, those areas uh, have a higher likelihood of severe weather today. And then a cold front comes through.
Ooh. You ready for that? Let's let's segue. The perfect segue to what can we look forward to for the rest of the week after we get through this afternoon and tonight. Well, you know, these fall weather systems are no joke, and they can drop temperatures by 15, 20, 30 degrees pretty easily. So if you have a really warm day, I mean, we've seen this just in the last week, you can get a warm day and it can be followed by something that's completely unlike it. Because if you have clouds or you have strong northwesterly winds, there can be big changes. So... Uh, it'll be more brisk for the middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, going to be light jacket weather, long sleeve weather, parts of northern Minnesota may see frost, northern Minnesota. I wouldn't expect that in the Brainerd Lakes or Lake Mille Lacs area just yet. Uh, but then as we move towards the weekend, another one of these systems is going to approach and it's going to start trying to pull up warm and moist air from the south. It's a bit a little dicey. Uh, it had looked previously like maybe we were going to see another round of heavy rain and thunderstorms on uh, maybe Thursday night and Friday. That still looks possible, but it doesn't look as robust. It looks like instead some of the energy is going to hold off until the end of the weekend and early next week. But, uh, you know, if we hit 80 today, this might, might be the last one. There's still some signals that next Sunday, that the coming Sunday could be... Uh, it could be a bit toasty and humid also, but uh, but if that doesn't happen, I mean, you always, this time of year, you don't know how many you got left, right? right. You better enjoy it while yeah. you can. Um, and we've been, you know, the, the Climate Prediction Center, uh, speaking of gradients, I don't know, do you ever look at their 6 to 10 or 8 to 14 day outlook? Usually not, no. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's probably smart because what they're doing is they're saying, well, we're going to take the, the forecast range that's really the least reliable, right? The kind of beyond five days and especially that eight to 14 day but they there are enough tools now where you can combine all the different models that are out there there's you know there's a european model there's canadian weather models there's the united states has a few and you can sort of combine all that information and you can get kind of a blurry-eyed picture of what might happen so you're not going to get a lot of detail necessarily but when you do combine all of those models they've been showing a continued sort of active pattern for the first one to one and a half weeks of October. And that active pattern is kind of centered right over our region. So you see this very strong gradient where colder than normal conditions expected just to our west and warmer than normal conditions expected just to our east and south. And we're caught in the middle with a big bullseye of above normal precipitation for both of those forecast periods. So it looks like a continued wet an active period. Uh, listeners may know that the, the Roseau, Halleck, Lake of the Woods County areas also over the weekend had a major rainfall event with five, six, seven inches of rain falling. So uh, more wet conditions in that area would not be helpful. And obviously in southern Minnesota, where we've just been pounded all year long, uh, having a, an exceptionally wet pattern is not going to benefit anyone. Now, we talked about this last week, but looking around here on the banks of Minnehaha Creek in South Minneapolis, things are looking pretty lush for this being the uh, latter part of September. We're not seeing a lot of dryness. Grass is still very green. Um, so we obviously have the plants and trees still doing their evapotranspiration thing. Is this one of the reasons why we're still getting some decent humidities and dew points considering what time of the season this is? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, Jim. If you look around, though, um, so today we'll have some evapotranspiration because it's sunny and warm. Uh, 
But if you look around, you do start to see what in the trees? Oh, yeah, the color. There's some you're color coming see, here, yeah, right? Yeah, you're starting to see some yellows and yep. some oranges. And if you go along parts of the uh, Mississippi River Road, you actually are starting to see some reds in those maples. The ornamental maples are, are starting to turn. And I can tell you, having been up north just in the last week, um, you see a lot of color up in central and northern Minnesota already. So the evapotranspiration piece of it is starting to shut down. And this is going to be one of the one of the last days. I mean, usually, you know, it doesn't have a hard stop date, but it's definitely winding down. And that's probably why we're not seeing even higher dew points today. You know, so rather than talking about dew points getting into the 70s, we're going to probably struggle to get 270 anywhere in Minnesota. It might be might just be stuck in the upper 60s. So we're already seeing kind of the edge taken off of what our humidity can do because there's not as much of the, uh, the plant physiology contributing to the moisture. Uh, but you're right, it is very lush. It's a, if you just look at the grass, it, it looks actually like May. Yes. <laughs> it really does not. I mean, <laughs> we can, listeners don't know where we're looking, but there's sort of a patch of sunlight shining on a, a nice bank of grasses right by the creek. And yeah, it has a kind of late May, early June look to it. It really does. I think an artifact of the extraordinarily wet growing season we've had. And now, you know, with the sun getting even weaker, uh, any moisture in the soil and that any moisture in the roots of the vegetation is just that much more likely to remain. So I guess this is the probably last thing we could talk about today is that if we actually do go into a wet pattern or remain in this wet pattern for the next one to two weeks, that really increases our chances that we finish fall with the soils being wet again. You know, a lot of times, if you, even if you have a wet summer, if you get kind of clear and dry conditions in October, you can remove a lot of that soil moisture. Right. But if we keep getting wet, as the sun becomes a less efficient evaporating mechanism, uh, then it increases the chances of having an abundance of soil moisture. And that matters because sometime in depending on the winter but sometime after thanksgiving the soils are going to freeze right and if they freeze with a lot of moisture uh, that's a very different condition when you look at spring than um, if they freeze with a low level a low amount of moisture so it's something we'll have to watch because uh, deeply saturated and then frozen soils uh, means that if you get a snowy or high precipitation winter, you've got a better chance of flooding in the spring. So it's just something to watch. There's no reason to be alarmed about it yet. But this would be, we've done this multiple times now. I think three years in a row we've gone in to the winter with a lot of soil moisture. So something to watch. All right, Kenny. Well, let's have another recap of the potential severe weather situation coming up later this afternoon and this evening. Sure. Yeah. So for Tuesday, September 24th, we are looking at severe weather, especially over the southeastern, kind of the where, where the southeastern part of Minnesota looks a little bit like the toe of a boot. That area, you know, basically Red Wing on down to Albert Lee, southeast of that line. But the... Uh, severe weather could form over the Twin Cities and then move into that region. And uh, it, it's not guaranteed, but it's certainly possible from the central Twin Cities off to the east. So uh, just keep an eye out. It would be a relatively short window for severe weather at any one place. The, the risk period is only going to be one to three hours, uh, probably beginning after 5 p.m. And these storms could be uh, are capable of large hail and even some tornadoes. 
Uh, strong winds also, of course, but the main risks appear to be from supercell thunderstorms producing hail and tornadoes. And then we cool down a bit uh, after a nice toasty day today. We'll cool down to more fall-like conditions. You won't see a lot of 70s this week, I think. Well, relish today. It may be the last 80-degree reading, as Kenny has said, for the season, potentially. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not calling it, though, Jim. (laughs) I am not calling that one. Well, if you get the chance, get outside, enjoy it before the potential severe weather hits. Take in kind of this potentially last blast of summer here on the first full day of autumn. Yeah, it's certainly one of the last days where it's going to be warm and humid, especially in southeastern Minnesota. Folks in western Minnesota, you know, that cold front's going to sweep through around noon and they won't know what we're talking about. But in any case, enjoy the day, keep an eye out, uh, you know, be careful and, uh, and you know, enjoy the, the onset of fall for the rest of the week and we'll see what next weekend brings. This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, always great talking with you. Good, to, good talking to you too. Thanks, Jim.